0: Well, good morning, Arizona. Um, It looks a little dark out there, but we can see the the sky's breaking a little bit. A nice sunrise coming up probably the next 20 minutes or so. Beautiful day, fantastic weather, you know. I was in New York this week uh, trying to sell a few lemons, and uh, it was a little chilly back there. It wasn't quite, you know, even in Manhattan, you know. It's it funny when you go to New York, you can be on one side of a building, and it's not bad. You go on the other side of the wind, just gets you. But anyway, um, happy uh, Sunday, a beautiful day. It looks like uh, here in Sunny Slope, we're going to have a sunrise shortly. And uh, we also encourage you here to... Uh, express your own ideas and opinions and different things to grow and how to grow them and where to grow them and why to grow them. And if you got a solution that will help us, we'd love to hear it. It's Christmas tree time in the city. And uh, yes, the family of all of us at Woodfields are putting in a few more hours this time of year. We have some absolutely fantastic trees that uh, come from the Hunter family uh, up in Mossy Rock, Washington, and for Pete Murphy and the group. And uh, on Alaska, they're going on Alaska. They didn't make it past Washington. And then for from Jim Armstrong in the High Sierras in, in the lower California, you know, right across the big valley, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you go to the High Sierras, and that's where the silver tips and white firs come from. Um, we could talk about trees, how to maintain them, and, you know, we have live trees and wreaths and garlands and all that kind of fun stuff, too. So if you have a tree already, but you want a little of that Christmas fragrance, um, we have beautiful wreaths and garlands that can really brighten up your uh, holiday season anyway we start off with wide open phones we have the lovely shira she she got a little weekend off last week but she's back here on the phones and music and she's smiling bright-eyed and ready to go give her a call just tell her you love her the number to call 602-277-5827 that's 277-KTAR and we could talk about the landscape of your dreams your nightmares what to grow how to grow it why to grow it uh, we could talk about citrus, citrus seasons coming on. And, uh, you know, it's certainly a time we can get out and start enjoying things. Some of the earlier tangerines are already, you know, at their peak, like Algerians. And, uh, you know, other things are coming around the corner. The navels are edible, but they're only going to get better. And uh, the lemons, especially the Myers, they're ripe, folks. And we're going to have those in uh, some of our stores here shortly. I mean, the people over at Whole Foods and Sprouts and uh, Albertson Safeway, will all have the Meyer lemons here within the next week or so. And, uh, you know, a little later on down the road, all the other lemons will be out. And then we include the whole Bashes family as well. Um, you know, the Bashes have been great supporters of our local produce. So whatever your desires, your dreams, give us a call. Plans, ideas. If you want to tell us a great Christmas story or your holiday story, uh, it's a perfect time to do that. Uh, Hanukkah stories. Welcome to this is Hanukkah week. So we get them all. And, uh, you know, we all want to celebrate, live and love each other and uh, be here together as one beautiful community. So uh, give us your call. Like I say, we still have some lines open. number to call is 602-277-5827, 277 ktar and uh, it is going to be a glorious day, and this can't have any much nicer weather than what we're having right now. We could use a little rain, so if any of you are inap- very adept to uh, doing rain dances, that would be a welcome thing. This is a time of year when sometimes we do get a little rain, so we could certainly use a little of that. We could talk about frost production protection, and uh what to do with water? You know, this is the time of year we need to save it. You know, so water here is an amazing thing. It's what brings life to the valley in the desert and always has been farmed here for over 4,000 years. But if we want to protect it, we need to use it when we need to use it. Not when we just have our automatic system that keeps running year after year in the same cycle. That you know, we can really cut back water, especially on larger landscapes. And you know, out in our, our citrus groves, we were there yesterday and, and we're cutting the water back off the navels now because if we want to have super Juicy, delicious navels. We want our sugar content to come up. We can't water the trees so much. So, you know, this time of year, we go to about monthly watering on the navels. And even, even only that case, if we don't get rain. Last year, uh, we shut off the water in our navels on the second week of December. We had enough rains that we didn't water them again until the first of March, and all the crop was picked. So, you know, how we save and store this water makes a big difference. Anyways, three lines still available. Number to call 602 277 5827 K T ktar Rod in Moon Valley. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Brian. How are you? Enjoying the day. Uh, the sun's just starting to peak up. I'm just on the other side of your mountain here. <laughs> I have some figs that are um, two to three years old, eight to ten feet tall, and just wondering, um, you know, the leaves are starting to fall off. How do I shape them then for for next year's crop?
0: Well, yeah, if you're gonna you know grow them to harvest the fruit off them, you certainly want to keep them uh, in under control, let's say, and probably not let them get much taller than eight to ten feet. You could take them back uh, this time of year all the way back down to three or four feet, if you like, and spread the branches out more horizontal. So wherever they start to break there, encourage more horizontal growth. Take off the vertical leaders. And another tip that really helps a lot with figs, Rod, is to uh, use a little bit of cow manure and work it in all around the base of the tree. And uh, for some reason, of all plants, I've never seen anything that likes manure as much as figs do. And so
1: that I, I did that last year, and I had just like uh, oodles of, of uh, figs, and this is like their first year of producing. So uh, I'm going to continue doing that.
0: Well, it works well, and there's nothing like figs, you know, in June when it's really hot when I'm down at the farm. And uh, we're out there that where we grow the, you know, containerized fig trees, and um, boy, they're sure good to eat in the summertime. Indeed, yes.
1: Um, I used a uh, steer manure tea, mm-hmm. so I put the steer manure in a, in a five gallon bucket, and then uh, and then I just poured the whole uh, mix in after two or de- uh, two or three days.
0: Well, that works wonderful. I mean, you know, making teas that way can work uh, really well with steer manure, chicken manure, a lot of different kind of manures. Um, just don't want to get it on anything we're going to eat, you know, fresh. But as long as it goes in the ground around a fig tree, it's fantastic.
1: Right. Mine are branch I, I'm surprised at how much they're branching from the lower part. I mean, it really looks like an upside down candelabra, you know.
0: So, well, in that rod, um, that rod's actually kind of ideal because that's going to put okay. more figs in the you know, in the range where we can harvest them. So like I say, you could, you could take it down as low as four feet, probably, you know, take that down for sure to six feet and uh, keep those branches, take the vertical leaders off the top, keep the branches going horizontal and they'll be a lot easier to harvest. If I did nothing, how tall would these things get? Uh, is it emission black? It has the smaller black figs. No, these are yellow. Yellow. Okay. Um, it depends on the variety, but uh, you know, some figs, you know, like the turkey, a tur- a brown turkey fig, will get, grow to twenty-five or thirty feet. Um, yeah. They'll out. You know, they'll get bigger than citrus and not grow lemons. I mean, we have one at home that, you know, some years I butcher it, some years I don't. But it's. Uh, It's probably been there for 25 or 30 years. And if I didn't prune it, it might hit 40 feet. How long lived are these fig trees? Well, I've seen plenty of figs around town that are over 40. Wow. Okay. And there's a lot of different varieties we're trying now. And, you know, used to be we only had three or four varieties here, but there's probably 25 different kinds of figs being grown in the valley currently. And that one that you're talking about, I forget the exact name, but, you know, that one has wonderful flavor. And seems to be a smaller tree, Rod. It doesn't get, and so does the Mission Black. I mean, the one; those are going to be smaller figs than some of the others. Okay. they will probably only grow twenty feet. <laughs> You've got a birthday coming up too, don't you? Oh, we do. Yeah, we have a lot of birthdays in December around our place. I've got uh, my mom's is up next. We had the twins, and I was a little remiss on the third. I didn't wish my my own twins happy birthday, but we had, <laughs> my own twins' birthday was uh you know the third, which was obviously last Sunday, and I kind of was a little remiss and didn't mention it. But oh well, I'll I'll make sure I do it next year. Actually, I'll have Shira remind me. She's much smarter and better looking than I am. There you go. <laughs> have, a good, have a good Sunday and happy holidays. Thanks, Rod. Well, that leaves us with wide-open phones and the lovely Shearer back here at I'm Just give her a call. number to call is 602-277-5827. That's 277-KTR for the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KTAR.
2: Oh, little town of Bethlehem. How still we see the light above
0: Still there.
2: <laughs> and,
0: uh, I've had some uh, dear friends that were born in Bethlehem that are Muslim, and I have friends that are from Bethlehem that are Christians, and we all know that's where Jesus was born in a manger, and we have a lot of uh, Jewish friends there and, and Hebrew friends for thousands of years that have lived there, and uh, hopefully it can come back to be a peaceful place where men can share each other's talents and joys, women too, don't, can't leave the women out, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, my friends that grew up there, celebrated uh, the holidays and had more fun because everyone had a different holiday and they could all celebrate peace and joy together. So hopefully these things can come back and happen again. Uh, back to the phones, John and Vesa. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning.
3: How are you? Enjoying the day. Oh, good, good. He had a couple of questions. Uh, I ended up redoing uh, basically my whole entire front yard. I had some trees that had died. Uh, ripped them out and um, kind of starting over. Uh, I have a couple different plants that I've placed in, uh, like a Weber agave, uh, some elephant food, a uh, Texas sage, uh, twisted myrtle, a mock orange dwarf, and uh, a barrel cactus. Uh, what are what's like the best? Uh, how often should I be watering those in the winter? And then how does that kind of go, uh, watering schedule into like the warmer months.
0: Well, pretty much, John. So these are all new plants that were planted this fall or last summer. when did you put them in? Uh, uh,
3: end of October.
0: Okay. So they're just brand new plants. So, you know, probably right. just on the, to be on the safer side, um, I would probably water them every two weeks. You know, and and fairly, fairly heavy. Now, it's going to be a big difference. Like, the barrel cactus really doesn't need any winter irrigation probably at all, and um, the agave either. But because they're all new, you're not going to hurt anything watering every two weeks. The sages may use a little more water than that. But where are you you located in Mesa, John? Uh, East Mesa, off of,
3: like, Signal Butte Warner.
0: Okay, So, yeah, that's actually pretty close to our farm out there. Anyway, that uh, that soil is going to hold quite a bit of moisture. And so once every two weeks is plenty, just be careful not to overwater the the barrel cactus. Okay. You know, if if you're watering them separately with a hose, it might not need any water at all. And uh, likewise with the agave.
3: Okay. Cool. And then, uh, when like spring and summer rolls around, what? How often would should those get watered? You know, for spring,
0: day? you know, spring once every two weeks is plenty. Um, but okay. then, as summer rolls in, then you're going to want if you want plants to grow faster, you can water them to go to once a week for the summer, and then cut it okay. back. Cut it back to every two weeks again mid October.
3: Okay. All right. Uh, Perfect. And then uh, I had uh, like, a I was probably a, about a 12 foot ash tree in my yard that ended up uh, dying and I pulled it out. Do uh, you got a good recommendation for, a, uh, you know, about about that same 12 to 15 foot tree uh, with a little bit of good shade that would uh, be a good one to plant in my front yard?
0: Well, you know, what? it's going to be hardier and probably more in line with uh, some of the other were planting. And this is all gravel, right? There's no lawn there or anything. Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you want evergreen, I would look at olives. Uh, the fruitless olives like Swan Hill or Wilson Eye, uh, but especially like the Swan Hills, it's really a nice form, and it's about a 12 to 15-foot tree, exceedingly drought-tolerant, uh-huh. goes right along with uh, you know, the rest of the things you have there. And then the other option, okay. if you want something a little bigger and provide more shade, you might do a red push pistache. And a red push pistache can make a more significant size tree than I grow faster than the olive trees do. But and it will lose its leaves in the wintertime, which can be an advantage to, you know, having a little sun for, you know, January, February, March.
3: Okay. So uh, I'm sorry, it was a red, red push, P U S H. Red push. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Have
0: a nice weekend. Bye-bye. You too. Let's see. Next next up, we've got Brad and Chandler. After Brad, it's wide open. We have the lovely Shira here on Phones and Music. Give her a call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Brad, good morning.
1: Good morning to you.
0: Well, we're all in our places with sunshiny faces, Brad, especially Shira back here. She's smiling today. That's perfect. Uh,
3: so I talked to you maybe about a month and a half ago about a um, Christmas tree that I got mm-hmm. and uh, planted in the ground, and now it's about six foot tall, and I, I, I'm I going to move it. Okay. So how big of a root ball am I,
0: should I dig on, around this thing to try to move it? Well, how large in diameter is the trunk? Oh, about three and a half inches. Okay. So it's not going to take a huge root ball. You know, you can really get one that's probably going to be 18 inches by 18 inches. And that's accomplished easiest by turning your shovel backwards, just digging a trench around it, but then turning your shovel backwards and uh, keeping the ball compressed. And then what you can do is get like a beach towel and uh, cut underneath it with your shovel so it curves underneath and just roll it over in the hole fold up your towel, roll it underneath so that it just sets on top of the towel, and get a a husky helper and uh, just grab the four corners, lift it right out of the ground, and put it back in, and it should be fine. A product called Super Thrive would be very useful. It does help, and it does work, and we buy lots of it because we have great results with it. And aside from that, probably uh, if you wanted to, you could throw a little bone meal in the bottom of the hole. Or super treble phosphate, yeah. and that would help. And uh, water from the bottom up the first time, so that there's no air pockets or any you know places cavities that might be open. And go right back to a regular watering schedule. I would really recommend. Probably ideal time would be a little later, like the first week of January. Okay, and I can move it to. Any exposure. It's been grown on the east side of my house, so it's shaded. Yeah, this, um, this time of year, you can move it to any exposure. And, and you know, it's probably an Elderica pine. And it's Actually, yeah. they, the, the ones that we have now are from Iran. Some are from Iraq, and uh, some are from Afghanistan. But at any rate, um, yeah, they transplant very easily. And uh, just go right back to a regular watering schedule probably once every two weeks after you water it well the first couple days. And it'll be fine. Okay, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Have Thanks, a great Brenda. day. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see next up. We have Brenda and Gilbert. But after Brenda, we've got those open lines again. Give sure a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Good morning, Brenda.
4: Uh, good morning. Um, I have a question about azaleas. Mm-hmm. So I bought two large pots of azaleas, and I want to replant them in a bigger pot, but I want a lot of bloom. Okay. this year and i don't think i've ever taken care of them properly so could you give me the procedure of how i should do that so i get lots of blooms?
0: well you could take them out you, know, you could you take them and ship them to north carolina and uh, <laughs> and there they're going to have better water quality and um you can put them in the south side in the full sun there and they'll really thrive but you know azaleas here are a little little harder to grow brenda mainly because of the salts in our soil but uh okay I, i've had friends that have grown them very successfully here in the past and um so that the, I'm just
4: going to put them in pots, okay. so, yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to transplant them from one pot to another, but I just want to do it all right and use the right
0: fertilizer. Well, use a high-grade potting soil. There's there's one called Ocean okay. Floor. There's some different ones, but you're going to get kind of what you pay for in potting soil, and it's going to be important to azaleas because they have a little okay. tougher time here anyway. And then the other thing is if you're a coffee drinker, they, they like more acid than we have in our water. So if you, you know, use coffee grounds on them on a pretty regular basis, and then you want to put them in an exposure that's going to be, you know, south would be ideal. Correct. So if you had a south patio, they'd love that. I do. And the best fertilizer for them would be like Super Bloom. And Super Bloom is, uh, you know, low in nitrogen and high in phosphorus, but it's also a very well-blended fertilizer, and that would probably be your best fertilizer. you know, method to grow them. And, you know, I've, I've seen plenty of them do here. And we've, we, we used to sell them. We really don't sell many azaleas anymore, but, uh, because okay. they're a little finicky, but if you'll do those things, you can grow some very beautiful azaleas here.
4: Okay. I heard the talk about the fig tree. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you a particular question. I listened very well. So last year we cut our fig tree, what we thought was quite a bit, mm-hmm. but then it got angry at us because we cut it and it just grew so big it's just ridiculous again. Um it's like how dare you cut me. Um but so when you keep talking about the vertical thing, so mm-hmm. in the middle, I guess I don't quite understand. So in the middle, do you how how far off do you I mean how much do you cut off of that middle? Like well, yeah, you I'm cut, you having cut a hard whole, time.
0: Well okay, so what what happens is they come up and branch naturally they're gonna have correct. You know, dominant leaders, okay? And the dominant leaders right. are going to tend to grow straight up. And after right. we cut them, they'll branch to the side, but then that dominant one yeah. will pick back up. And so you take that dominant leader off, you know, somewhere around four to six feet. So just cut that whole thing, no matter if it's three or four inches in diameter. And then if you want to keep it so it's under control, you can prune them, you know, it kind of say every six weeks or so as they're growing and keep the horizontal branches and keep the top leaders cut off to a point. And you'll be Mm -hmm. able to harvest a lot more fruit that won't be out of your reach.
4: Okay. Okay. Now, since you don't have that many people waiting, I have another question about my stone fruit. Mm -hmm. So I get confused also when I trim back my stone fruit trees apricot and peach so is it true that once you cut a branch that it takes two years for that branch when it regrows to make fruit
0: yeah it won't have fruit the current year so i mean the new you know okay. the current the current season wood's not going to have so all the fruit is going to set is going to be on the wood from the year pre- previous So that that is true. And if you go look like in the Central Valley in California, where they grow lots and lots of stone fruits, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they pretty much take the trees up to a height of about six to eight feet. And then they Mm -hmm. work the branch structure out. So it goes horizontal and they're never allowed to grow up into a big round full tree. um, And that way they can harvest more fruit. So that's that's pretty much what it's going to bloom, you know, before it puts out foliage. So it's going to bloom on last year's wood.
4: Okay. All right. All right. I'll tell you, this gardening is always a challenge. <laughs>
0: oh, random, but it's also a lot of fun and very rewarding. And it know, is. I, I personally, it certainly is. I personally just love pruning, you know, and I hate picking up. <laughs> you could ask my wife, but, but I love. Prune.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one of those little, um, oh, those. they're only like, we bought one last year and they're wonderful. They're only like six inches long and they have a battery, a rechargeable battery. hmm and I bought one last year because, you know, it's easier for me to trim with them. But my husband, of course, he discovers that. And then I'm the one picking up all the
5: branches. And he's using that cute little trimmer thing,
4: you know, because you can just get right up underneath all that stuff.
0: Well, Brenda, it sounds like you're very kind. Enjoy your holiday season. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Bye-bye. All right. And it looks like we... Mr. Troy Barrett. Yes, he's here. He's live. He's in the studio. We're going to find out what's happening in the world. In the interim, you can give Sure a call at 602-277-5827-277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. You
6: know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall
0: I just love this part. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. A beautiful uh, Sunday morning out there, and uh, hope you're enjoying the holiday season. And uh, we have wide open phones. And you know what happens? We have wide open phones. Shira? Sure. Sometimes we give away Christmas trees. Yes, folks, that's true. So, the next three colors. Now, you don't. Here's the thing, too, is that, you know, many, many people now don't have a, a live, a real tree at home. They have artificial ones. So, that's okay. But if you want to bring home that really wonderful, you know, holiday fragrance and, and, and feeling, and, uh, you know, even if you want to bring some green in for Hanukkah and just have a nice fragrance, we have beautiful wreaths and garland. They can decorate any kind of table, they can go indoors. They, they just smell fantastic. For, so, for the next, uh, three callers we're going to give you a free wreath of your choice uh you know medium size up to about 30 inches wide and we have a lot of beautiful wreaths and garlands this time of year along with the poinsettias and christmas trees and all those good things so our next three callers get a free wreath and uh we're gonna whenever you call in we need you to leave your phone number so we can inform you on where to go and i can let the stores know who's coming um and uh, so, just a little bring a little freshness, a little greenery, and some great fragrance into your home. Uh, give sure a call here at 602 277 5827. 277 KTAR. Maggie and Mesa, good morning and congratulations on being the first winner of the day.
2: Oh, well, I'm not actually a
7: winner today. I was a winner two weeks ago. But oh, okay, I went and
0: picked up the tree yesterday. Well, thanks for calling us. And that'll let, that'll let somebody else have an opportunity to be a winner today. How are you, Maggie?
7: I'm friend great. I just wanted to say thank you very much. Uh Gabriel helped me out and it was just an awesome experience.
0: Yeah, we have our, our little princess out there who usually runs a lot, has been uh, ill, so Gabriel's kind of taken charge over there and he is a wonderful human being.
7: And I just wanted to thank you and let them know let you know that they took care of me good. Well, and
0: th- it's Jackie. Oh uh, Jackie, okay. Well Jackie, thanks for calling and uh enjoy your holiday season. All right. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Merry Christmas to you. Bye bye. And next up, we have Joanne and Chandler. Good morning, Joanne. Oops, Joanne, good morning.
7: Good morning, Brian. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, I just wanted to tell you that it was a pleasure to speak to you a couple weeks ago at your store on uh, Guadalupe and Cooper. And we were talking about the Talavera Pottery.
0: Oh, that's one all the I,
7: Christmas pottery that you have.
0: Yeah, that's that's such fun stuff, and you know they're so talented the artists that make that pottery. And uh, oh,
7: it's beautiful. I have three pieces of it.
0: Well, it's it's amazing the difference in people. You know, we all have different tastes. Some people like solid colors. Some like really bright colors. But uh-huh. if you're a bright person, you know, liking bright and, and fun colors, that uh, Talavera from Mexico is just wonderful.
7: Oh, it's beautiful, and I. Um, I want to let you know that the product that you sell, Happy Frog, is uh, excellent. My tomato plants are about almost six feet tall right now and have a bunch of tomatoes on them. So uh, I appreciate your show and all your help, and you're a very kind person.
0: Well, we try and be, Joanne, but thank you very much for calling, and, and are you going to come by and get your wreath?
7: Oh yes! Oh, I forgot about that. Is, yeah. that's great. Can I come by today?
0: You can. What I need? Did you leave your phone number with uh, Shira? I, yes, I did. Okay, perfect. Then we'll we'll hook you up. Go by and see Gabriel again today. He'll be there. Okay. Who yeah. should I see? Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, Jennifer will be back, but she's she had uh, her appendix out, so oh, she's, okay, she's been okay. off for a week, and and uh, so poor Gabriel, okay. he's really picked up the reins, and he's got a great staff there with him, so I think okay. they're having fun.
7: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Merry Bye-bye. Christmas.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, bye. Kevin and Glendale. Good morning. Oops. Kevin, our phone is not there. We go. Uh, this is this is Kevin. Uh, hi, Kevin. Hi. Happy Sunday.
3: I just had a quick. Happy Sunday to you too. I just had a quick question: Is there anything I can do with my lawn this time of year? I didn't plant the ryegrass, but.
0: Well, there is Is another option. It's kind of, well, no, it doesn't really die off. It, it, what it does just goes dormant. Okay. And so all the little rhizomes and it just doesn't grow anymore because it gets cool. But what you can do is you can paint it and there's lawn paint available and you can just get a, like a little one gallon tank sprayer and you can paint all your lawn. It'll be green. You won't have to cut it and it'll start growing again. Usually somewhere about the first part of uh, February.
3: Okay. And that's safe for the dogs and stuff? Absolutely.
0: Yep. It's, you know. Okay. And if you were really wild, you know, like some places, Boise State's paint, there's blue. But, you know, typically we're going to use green lawn paint.
2: Yeah, I've seen that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kevin. Okay, great. Now, did did we get your number? I think you're one of our wreath winners. Yes, sir. Okay. We're, We're all set. She was smiling at me. She gave me the little wink there and says, okay, I got it. Well, Kevin, thanks for so calling. Just and, going to call me back. Uh, I'll call you back. Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. if, if you live in Glendale, you can go to the Glendale Avenue store, and they'll have your they'll have your name and phone number.
3: Okay. Okay, great. That'll work. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Kevin. Bye bye. Uh, let's see next next. Bye bye. Let's see the phones are. It's, okay, there it goes Pam and Sun Lakes. Good morning. Hey, good morning, and Merry Christmas, Brian. It's you as well, Pam.
7: So, um, did I think I want a wreath?
0: I think you want a wreath. How about that? That's, That's that, exciting. Yeah, Thank so you. You can go into the Gilbert store, or you can come down and see us on 26th Street and Southern, whichever is easier for you. And uh, they'll have your name, and, and we can get you hooked up with a wreath.
7: That'll be awesome. So what's your favorite pie? What's you my favorite
3: you, pie? Yeah, you guys are the pie folk. Well, we are. You know,
7: my,
0: fa- my favorite pie is chess pie. And what kind? Chess. It's, chess. An, it's an old Southern pie. And it's, uh, it's one that my grandfather, when he was sh- a chef at the Arizona club was served at the club, but never his re- recipe. And, um, you know how the, the chefs are, they always have their few special ingredients, but you know, my grandfather's passed on to a different place now. So his, the specialty was a little shot of a, a jigger of bourbon <laughs> and that jigger of bourbon just gave it a, a special kind of flavor. And, uh, yeah, we're big, big time pie people. That's why my grandparents first moved to Phoenix in the twenties and then they really couldn't find employment here. So then they moved to El Paso and opened Tasty Pie Company and wow. uh, sold pies. And the reason why they, uh, got started in the pie business is because when they were in West Texas uh, up around Lubbock, before they came here, they had a farm and they had some rough years in there with the farming and you know, farming wasn't always good. So, you know, being from Kentucky originally and, and uh, coming, you know, being Irish and, and English, um, mostly English on the Whitfield side, they uh, understood how to make bourbon pretty well. I bet. And, and it was kind of illegal at that time. And yeah. uh, so they had to, you know, basically start baking pies to be able to move enough sugar around so that it didn't look like they were just making bourbon all the time. So my, my, my grandfather would get called in by the sheriff on his team with a bunch of sugar in the back, and so they started a pie company. And uh, it turned out in his life that, uh, you know, he wasn't much of a, a drinker, but he was a good manufacturer. You know, he could he knew how to make very, very good bourbon. And uh, so at any rate, and, you know, and— uh, West Texas, even even today, you know, lots of parts of that part of it are pretty dry country, so. Uh, but not that people don't enjoy their occasional, you know, snort of bourbon here and there. So, anyway, that pie history kind of really helped him out, and you know, then he became a world class chef.
3: Wonderful. And he played the guitar too. I think. He
7: no,
0: no, it. he he was a he was a, clar- a clarinet and sax player. But he had a traveling band with his uh, sisters, and he was the oldest, and they would travel around West Texas until until he married my grandmother, and she didn't think that was the best you know, occupation, so that kind of ended the band days. But he still would play his sax and clarinet at home.
7: Very interesting. I'd love to see your family photo album.
0: Oh, we've got, we've got quite a few of them in a wonderful family, and I'm sure you do as well.
7: Amen. I do. Thank you.
0: Well, have a nice Christmas. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Gloria and Noel. And after that, if you'd like to be up, all you have to do is give Miss Shira a call. Number to call 602 277 5827.
6: 277 KTAR. They told me a newborn king to see. The skiffs we bring the rum bum rum is on earth can it be the years, years from now perhaps, see, perhaps um, we'll see our see the day.
0: Folks, want to take a minute and invite you out to Whitfields. You know, Whitfields, uh, we grow trees, all kinds and all sizes. And from 15 gallons to big 72-inch boxes, we can uh, deliver and plant for your holiday gifts. So if you want to give somebody a special tree for Christmas, you can uh, give them something that can produce fruit for the rest of their natural life. Things like lemons and limes and oranges. Or perhaps uh, if you want a big shade tree, we have beautiful ashes and elms and pistachios. If you want to grow your own dates, you can do that right here in the desert. We have medjool date palms in all different kinds of sizes. Whatever your dream for that perfect landscape, come out and see us. Like I say, we can deliver and plant uh, You know, pretty soon this time of year, about about a week or so. Now, on the other side, it's the Christmas tree season. And in Woodfields, it's been a family tradition now for us. And uh, we started off with, you know, my, my first trees I bought from the Mitchell family. Whenever I was young, but we started this tradition with our family about 36 years ago, and uh, we have beautiful Christmas trees that come from the Pacific Northwest, uh, mostly from the Hunter family and uh, the Murphys. And also, uh, we have a friend that takes from real high elevations in Northern California, these silver tips that are layered and just beautiful. And, you know, the silver tips can easily last through the end of January. But uh, our real goal was with all of our trees is to have ones that can make it at least to epiphany. So if you're looking for that perfect Christmas tree, whether you want one that's four foot or ten foot, whether you're looking for a noble fir, Douglas fir, we have some grand firs, Fraser firs, and silver tips. And I can't forget the Nordmans. uh, All beautiful trees, all cultured and grown here, all clean up the air while they're growing and can certainly brighten up your holidays. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue. When the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley, in Guadalupe, or 2647 East Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. And we have a big lot on 64th Street and Bell Road right next to the Hansons. Um, Whitfield Nursery for four generations growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Uh, Gloria Mayor, good morning, Gloria.
7: Good morning, how
0: are you today? Oh, enjoying the morning, it's beautiful. The sun is shining here in Sunny Slope. Right on.
7: So my question for you is, I was wanting to plant like mulberry
0: trees. Mm-hmm.
7: Would they do well up here?
0: Yes, they will.
7: And when would be like, when would be a good time to plant them? Because like it was in, it was like 23 this morning. So um, it's probably so, yeah, not a good time now.
0: Not as good a time right now. It would have been, you know, fine a month ago. But for now, what I would do, uh, Gloria, is I'd go ahead and hold off and I would plant them um, in the spring. And the spring for up there would be like in April. And that would be an ideal time to plant them that way. Or you could actually plant them, too, if you wanted to, um, you know, earlier than that, like March, maybe get the trees here right before they leaf out and then plant them. But uh, you just don't want to have them freeze, a hard freeze while they're leafed out. And uh, so I'd say April would be safer.
7: Okay. And then, like, what side of the house would be good for
0: them? South side is best. I mean, you're looking for, you're looking mainly for the fruit or you're looking for the shade or what, what's the idea? The shade, mostly the shade. Okay. Well, so they're going to be good shade trees. And if you want the most maximum shade in the summertime, you put them on the west side, kind of on the northwest side of the house. And that takes the most, makes the most shade for the summer. And anywhere on the west is going to be good, but kind of a little bit northwest. Are, Are you there close to the Big Bug Creek? Yeah,
7: pretty close.
0: Yeah. And when we were young, I lived up there with with my family. My father was an APS guy. So we, we traveled oh, right around a lot with the system crews. And uh, we had a fun little house there for a summer in the Big Bug Creek with big bugs and a pool that was dry.
7: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of big bugs, but not much creek, you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it, but well, enjoy your holiday. Thank you very much. Thanks,
0: Gloria. Yeah, come see us this spring. We'll have them.
7: Okay, thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.
0: Bye uh noelle and gilbert good morning Noel. good morning how are you Oh, enjoying the day it's beautiful out
4: <laughs> it is gorgeous um quick question is now the best time to plant an arabian lilac or should i wait until the spring
0: uh you can plant either, either anytime you know it, it can oh, okay. be um it can be a little frost tender so if you're going to plant it now and in gilbert if you're a colder air in gilbert uh you might you know watch you might have to cover it
4: Okay, it's actually going to go in Awatuki. Okay, and it's going to be out of school, so it it's
0: well. If, be neglected. if you're on the on the hills in Awatuki, it's a lot warmer than Gilbert. Okay, okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, Noel. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. bye Patricia Patricia Mesa. Good morning, Patricia.
5: Good morning to you. I have kind of a mystery. A couple years ago I landscaped my yard and I found a, a a bush that I found very interesting along the freeway. It kind of grows in a, a green erratic design and I thought it had such an interesting growth pattern and so I had five of them put in three in my backyard and two in my front. I do not know the name of this. it, it is. It has a white little flower on it that looks like a rose but it's called that like a tissue it blooms in the morning and then it falls off by the end of the day Mm -hmm. and it has a small leaf that if you go by it it attaches to you it just seems like it, it like to gravitate and the birds like to come in and feed it feed on these seeds and i'm they're very aggravating because now I have trimmed them up, and I don't have this uh, beautiful normal growth. I have now a real thick bush, and. I'm trying to figure out what they're called because I'm seriously thinking about taking them all out. And if you can provide this mystery name to me and then give me a recommendation what you think might be a good bush that has low on water and I don't have to keep trimming it up every month.
0: Well, Patricia, what, the, what I think it is, is a little leaf cordia.
5: Leaf cordia, yeah, okay. Little,
0: little leaf cordia, cordia parvifolia. And okay. you know what you can do instead of having to take them out? if you will thin them, you know, and so go through the inside of the plant and, and just take out 50 or 60% of the wood, it, okay. it will take some more time and work to do. And then they're a very drought tolerant plant. So if you wouldn't yes. water them, if you wouldn't water them at all in the wintertime, like now. Okay. Okay. And water them about once every two or three weeks in the summertime, uh, okay. they won't grow so rapidly and you can enjoy the color and the form and uh, be a lot easier for you to maintain in a form, you know, fashion that you'd like.
5: Well, I did have my monthly yard maintenance people thin them out, mm-hmm. but all they did was take about uh, eighteen inches from the bottom mm-hmm. and cut some of those branches out. But these bushes now are about four feet high, and I still have this massive thick thickness through through the top and everything and I have gone out there and tried to do it and It's so tedious to try to get in there, and then I look down, and I have all these leaves peppered on my skin and my clothes, and I'm just going... Is
0: the aggravation worth the keeping them? <laughs> well, uh, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get somebody to do that, you know, and then just neglect, neglect, neglect. Then don't neglect water them. them, don't feed them. Yeah, don't water them, don't feed them. You know, that it's just such a super hardy plant. And, you know, you obviously enjoyed them when you first saw them on the freeway. I
5: did. I know?
0: did. And, um, but you could, if you wanted to, you could just kind of start over. I mean, you could take the whole plant, you know, where they've thinned out the bottom couple feet. Yes, sir. And just cut it off to that height. Oh, and,
5: uh, and then and it'll then it come let, back and into let it regrow, a natural growth.
0: And then prevent the guys from pruning it ever again. Then that's a okay. neglect. You know, just <laughs> torture it once, you know. And, and after you torture it, then just leave it alone. And um, it'll come back and make a really handsome plant. And it might need a little water in the summer, you know, but not oh, a lot. And uh, okay. if you see it growing too fast, shut the water off. Yes, I, sir. I doubt if it's been in that long, Patricia, that you can actually kill it. And uh, it won't know how to die with dignity, that's for sure.
5: Okay, so, but you but, but you think it's it's an okay yard plant? and uh, and it, it's, it's
0: a plant that we don't grow much of anymore, but uh, I really enjoy it. You know, I, I well, think it's a kind of a special plant.
5: Well, if I could get it to go back to, to the way I first saw it, that would make me happy. I thank you for the information, and I will start that procedure. And yeah, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. You as well,
0: and Patricia, remember, just don't be shy when you're pruning.
5: Okay sure. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Have a nice day. Mm-hmm.
5: Bye you too.
0: Oh sure. What time are we out today? Okay, so we got time for a couple more callers before we find out what's happening in the world. The number to call is 602-277-5827, 277-KTER. It's the perfect time to call. We have wide-open phones. We could talk about anything you want to grow, water, plant, fertilize, or kill. But I'll give you a few pointers in a, you know, now for these Christmas trees. You know, live Christmas trees are wonderful. The fragrance is fantastic. Not all varieties are equal. We didn't cut our Douglas firs. They weren't cut until Wednesday. So we have very fresh trees, and we also have... Uh, Lots of different styles between the nobles and the Nordmans, and we have a few white furs there and the silver tips, and there's lots of different styles. But there's one thing that they all have in common is they have to have water. And uh, there's a lot of different theories on how to water different things. But the reality is, is a really large tree, like a 10-foot noble fir, will drink up to four gallons of water the first day after it's been cut. Now, at Whitfields, what we do is we fresh cut the trees and stand them in the the lot, and that way they're getting rehydrated again uh, before you pick them up. But it's very critical that when you take a tree home or have one delivered, that we'll basically put that fresh cut again, and then it can take up water. And uh, if, as long as they have water, we have a product called Vita, which is a really great product here. It's already certified, made in Chandler, that we found from our reese supplier. And the reese supplier used to dip the greens in. And I said, why, why do your reese work so well? He said, well, you dip them in this Vita product. And then we found it was made right here in, uh, in Chandler. But the Vita product does work really well as to help maintain the tree. But the most important thing is water. And if you miss watering, then you have to either take the tree down and recut it, which isn't very practical, or you can drill small holes down into the cambium layer. That's the outside skin portion of the bark, and that will enable the tree to take up water again. You know, And if you have a tree that takes up water, you know most of these varieties we expect to last until you know the like 6th of January epiphany, at least. And then if you want one that you're going to have a New Year's party and you want to have one that lasts for a lot longer, you keep a pet tree. Uh, I've had the... Uh, The silver tips last up to a month past Christmas. We'll be right back after the news with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. In the meantime, give Shira a call at 602-277-5827. That's 277-KTR.